namespaces are one honking great idea. Let's do more of those. And three, two, one, two, three, go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Import This, a podcast for humans. My name is Kenneth Wrights, and you, today we are joined by the wonderful John Mangino. I'm starting off this episode with, uh, well, this re, oh my gosh, it's a huge win that just came by. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I'm starting off um, the revitalization of this show, thanks to DigitalOcean, um, with some people from my town in Winchester, Virginia. And John is a developer I've known for many years, and he, I've seen him progress, and he's seen me progress in our careers, and I thought we could talk a little bit about that. And John is really passionate about burnout and about imposter syndrome, and I thought we could touch briefly on that. Uh, so uh, we're going to have a real brief episode. We're not going to do this long two hour things that we used to do. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to let John take it away. Why don't you introduce yourself, John? Hello, I'm John Mangino. I work uh, with AWS, um, writing automation code, mostly in Python. And I love what I do. That's awesome. And I think that uh, Amazon is a, a wonderful contributor to the cloud ecosystem, you know, just like DigitalOcean is. And I think that we can all be friends. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't speak publicly to that in any way, shape, or form, probably, because you're not qualified. Probably not. Probably not. So we I'm sure we can. We won't touch, we won't touch on that too much. Um, so what do you do? Like, tell, tell us um, what you are passionate about. Uh, you'd like Python. This is this podcast is kind of pivoting to target humans and developers of all kinds, but um, mostly the Python audience because that's my audience. So, um, you know, what? Yeah, why are I mean, you relevant to them? It's not, you know, just Python. We just are heavily heavily into Python. I personally very much enjoy working with Python, but you know, there's a lot of, of course, JavaScript, a lot of uh, React, JS, Node, uh, even some Perl in there. Uh, since what I do has a lot to do with sort of the back end, there's, you know, uh, low level stuff like uh, Perl and Bash. And I have a sticker on my wall that says Perl, uh, Swiss Army, colon, colon, chainsaw. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, it's part of the Linux standard base, and most people don't realize that Python is too. But not really. Yeah. So that's like a good argument. You know, not that we're doing language wars or anything, but that is a very, very, very strong argument for using Python over Ruby. Because from a technical perspective, those two languages are very similar um, when you look at the actual primitives that the languages provide. But um, when you actually get to the implementation and the availability of the languages and sustainability of the languages, uh, you know, Linux is literally, it's not Linux if it doesn't have Python. It's, it's just part of the Linux spec. And people don't know that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that moves forward. Um, with Python 3? Python 3, yeah. Well, the end of life is coming up here uh, in 2020. It's going to be announced at PyCon, PyCon in 2020, if people aren't aware. There's a Py, Python death clock if you Google it, and it'll tell you the exact date. Um, let's see what it is now. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Can you say... Um, do, do you mind if I mention the type of thing that you work on at Amazon, like a ticket orchestration. Is that okay? Or should I edit that out? I mean, I think it's fairly standard. Yeah, I, I think it's really um, cool that what you do is you have such a systematic um, approach. To, you have such a scale of a problem that you have to 
um, you know, systematize something that's traditionally done by people. And that's what you work on, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's so much coming in that you can't have, uh, you know, it just takes, it would take forever and way too many people to do it all at the same time. So, you know, we just try to help by coming up with tools that help one person do, you know, four person uh, work or see the information they need to see. Cause there's, I don't think it would be a leap for anyone to know that there's a lot of data that flies around and, you know, you have to get relevant data to make relevant metrics, to make informed decisions. So there's um, a lot of things to take away from that, what you just said. Um, and I think I was going to dive into some of them, but I think we should just leave that and, uh, you know, to let people just kind of have some things to think about. Um, I want to pivot a little bit. We were playing guitar a little bit earlier. We had some fun. If you heard the intro, that was John and I playing the guitar and the djembe poorly recorded. Um, and if you heard <laughs> synthesizer music instead, that's because the recording didn't turn out well because it was impromptu. <laughs> uh, and uh, we had a great time. And I, you're passionate about music. What else are you passionate about? Uh, well, family, obviously. But photography, I'm, I'm a big photography nut as well. Is there anything about photography that's similar to code to you or infrastructure that really attracts you? Well, both music and photography um and code kind of have the same you know there's very technical edges to it um but you have to it's the critical eh, i don't know if critical thinking is the right word but the the art artistic side that can kind of separate what you're doing from just rote um playing of notes uh there was actually an old a very old tv show um where a character is saying you know he can play all the notes technically he can follow the the schema but he can't play the music oh i like that i, I like that a lot things, all three of these things have the same approach you know you can point a camera at something but you might not get a photo something that speaks to i see what you're saying you're you. talking about the difference between objective and subject and subjectiveness effectively that the, there's a subjective ideal behind the things that we care about and that it's something that we want to preserve i mean that's yeah. an extract that's a bit of extrapolation about what you're saying that's my belief that that like, for example, the note A440 is, you know, it represents 440 as a frequency, but it's not what it represents. A is a, is a logical unit that can be represented by 440, but it is separately and distinctly not 440 in my mind, if that makes sense. And I think that that... Right. And it's not so much that writing code is like playing music, although in some ways I kind of think it is, but... It is. <sighs> studying practicing things like music or photography i think make you better at what you at coding i yeah. um i a very good friend of mine named steve holden who is a 
uh, you know, a long history in the Python community is uh, he made a great statement to me once. He's, he's imparted a lot of wisdom to me over the years, but one of the statements that he made was that we're building castles in the sky. And I love that. I think that it's so true. And that's really what we do. Cause like all these companies and all these things and all these cool things like requests and, and like DigitalOcean and like a VPS and a droplet and like spaces and uh, you know, Kubernetes, like what is Kubernetes? It's, Kubernetes doesn't exist. It's not real, right? But it is real and it has a real impact on things. And that's what I want to touch on today is that Python is a good example and Kubernetes is a good example of something that you have an interaction with, that you have a relationship with, that you interact with and that it can affect your life in a profound way. And it's not real. And that's something that I think is inherently what other people call spiritual. And I think that there's a better word for that that is less, uh, or better maybe a more technical word that we could use for that. I'm not really sure what that would be, but if anyone's listening and they have a good idea for that word, feel free to tweet, us, tweet at us. Uh, you can tweet me at Kenneth Wrights and I'd be very happy to hear what you think. Do you have any uh, additional thoughts, John? Yeah, I did. And Sorry, I'm really <laughs> going into this. This is fun. I, uh, oh yeah. About the, uh, how it's, how it's not, I, I think about that sometimes cause you put so much of yourself into writing this code. I mean, I, I'm sure many people do the same thing. You know, I stress over every stupid line and take it very personally. If something doesn't, have you seen that GIF of the, I tweeted it the other day of the guy who's like, um, uh, he's like walking around, like trying to pick a variable name. So he like goes and walks in the yard and then goes walk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like for hours. <laughs> That's the important yeah, part exactly. though, you know? And no, it is. And it's a little more permanent than I was going to say. It's a kind of like I used to work in radio and yeah, I would do the same thing. I would, I, I worked on the creative side and I would put all this effort into creating this piece that essentially is a 10 second uh, bumper that no one's really going to pay attention to. And even if they do and they're like, oh, that was kind of cool. It's yeah, the last yeah. they'll ever think of it. And code can be a lot like that. You know, people don't really yeah, it's care about pragmatism about what right to building it. Yeah, I think this yeah. is an opportunity for me to talk about my company um, because they're sponsoring the show and kind of giving me the opportunity to bring the show back. Um, I'm not, so this is kind of separate from your organization, obviously. So, uh, I just want to say that I've had a real aha moment recently where I realized that our company really is, um, really embraces efficiency in a way that, um, is really unique, I think in the marketplace because, uh, cost efficiency specifically. Um, and I think if you're a cost conscious organization and that you care about efficiency of, you know, anything, you just want to reduce the entropy of the universe. I think that DigitalOcean is a great place to run your stuff. And that's why I work there. And uh, I just wanted to have a quick little shout out to them in the middle of this podcast. So uh, thank you to them for sponsoring. And uh, if you want to learn more, there's a Hatch program that you should check out. If you're in any kind of an accelerator program, uh, we give lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of credits um, to people. Uh, maybe that was too many lots. Uh, but it depends on, just go to uh, do.co slash hatch and you will find information about the hatch program 
And uh, you can be in in a few days and you can have all the infrastructure you need at your disposal. So, so uh, thanks for that little ad. Sorry about that. Um, so is there anything else we need to talk about that's like totally different topic or you wanted to talk about imposter syndrome. Let's switch to that. Yeah, but I don't All think right. we're Well, done. just say the sentence that you told me that was really important. Like don't let fear eat you know, up half your life before you realize you can do what you want to do. 